going to be looking at Matthew 6, verses 19 through 24. They're going to come up on the, sl- um, on the screen. And it says, it says this. Do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth, where both rust and moths destroy, and where their thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If when the light, if then the light in you is dark, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve two masters. And that laying up treasures in heavens, here's, here's two questions that I have for you guys. There's some um, note cards for you guys. There's, a, there's our prayer card. And here are the two questions that I would like for you guys to think about and, and to write down. And they're this. Where am I laying up my treasures? And the second is, where is my heart this morning? In Matthew 6, Jesus brings up two big temptations that all believers, we all face, that we all struggle with, that we all have to deal with in our daily lives. And these things distract us from our relationship with God, with our relationship with our Father. One is being, we want to be noticed all the time. Look what I'm doing. Oh, I'm going to post this on social media. This is so cool. I'm going out. I'm going places. Look, I got this brand new tech. I got this brand new thing. It's all about me. And I want to show everyone that, I'm, that I'm, I have it all together. And, and the other one might be, well, I'm a good person. I go to church. I do that. Like, okay, like I'll, I'll work and everything. But when you go back home, you, you lose that, that momentum that you guys have um, when you guys are worshiping, when you guys are praying for each other, and you guys listen to that good message, and then you go back out, and it's more important to where you're going to be eating, if there's going to be a good movie on, on Netflix, if, if you're going to continue watching that series that, that you've been so interested in, rather than like, Lord, what do you have in store for me right now? What can I do? How can I serve you? Where, where is your heart leading me today? And sometimes I fall guilty of that. Where I'm like, all right, I went to church, I prayed, I did all this. I'm just going to lay back down and just rest and just uh, throw on Netflix. And then just kind of relax when, when there could be so much opportunity to go out and pray for someone. So much opportunity to go in and hang around friends. So I love art ministry or life acts where, where you can come together and share and learn something new. While we're sharing each other with community. When, when we're with each other, like that's God's desires for us to have community. For us to build each other up. Jesus has great rewards for us in everything that we do. His word says, seek to glorify God and he will reward us openly in all the things that we do. But we, we don't have that relationship with our Father. Sometimes it gets tough and we start doing things on our own. On our own desires, on our own will because it, it's better. It's easier. I don't really have to work for it. And we forget to give that time of prayer. 
and, and, and we neglect our time spending in, in our quiet times, in our times where we can get together, kind of gathers like, Lord, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now. I'm struggling with this. I need you to help me because right now I feel like I'm drowning. I'm drowning. And that's not what God wants for us. And we seek to be noticed and, and gain praise of, of men because it feels good. Wow, like, how oh, you're doing so good, you're doing this, you're doing that. When inside, deep inside of us, we might be struggling with some deep anger, some frustrations, anxiety. And those of you, like, in school, like, man, you guys, we pray for you guys because you guys have a lot going on in school, and the pressure's on. And the pressure's on in that. And the second is we face being like, like the world and seeking the things that are not God's desires, and I know I've, I've said this before, man, like if I had have all this together, if, if Lord, if, if you just gave me all this stuff, then I would be set. Can we throw that slide up with, with, all, with all the things? If I had the biggest, nicest, awesomest house with the coolest pool, with the awesome like work, uh, wood workshop, with the biggest garden, I had my own racetrack, I would be set and I wouldn't need anything. I'm good. And uh, it's really not. I mean, and like thinking about these things, like man, like I really would, I would love this. It would be so cool to have that, so people can be like, "Wow, look at Hobby! He's got it all together. He has an amazing huge house. He has an amazing backyard, an amazing like race track in his back. Like that would be so cool." But that's seeking my own attention. Look, look at what I can do. Look, 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 look what I can make. And God's desire is like, man, like there's, there's so much more that I have in store for you than, than the temporary things of this life. We seek to find security and have satisfaction in the temporary things. And our relationship with our Father, our Father that gives us everything, we completely just kind of stiff arm sometimes. It's like, no, God, I have it, I have it all together. I have exactly what I need. I'm content. I'm content. I, I don't need any more blessing. Thank you. Thank you, but, but no. And our father's like, man, if you understand that these things are temporary, I have so much more for you. If we would, like, understand those things. But then these temptations, like, they seek our, our attention. We want attention. And it distracts us of what truly matters, our relationship with our father. Attention to worldly things distracts us away. And even though you might be praying, like, Lord, like, I need this, I need that. God wants to bless you. But ask yourself, like, what, what is God's desire? Does God desire me to have all these good things? Or does God desire for me to go out and reach the nations and go preach and go encourage? Like, how much more rewarding is that than having all these things? And it goes back to the question, where is my heart? Where is my heart this morning? And reading this and, and studying the, these verses has challenged me to, to really think through this question. Where is my heart? My friends, it's so, it's so important, I can't emphasize enough, to, to have a vibrant relationship with God. Guys, I have so much to be thankful for God. One, saving me from a terminal illness, giving me back life. Having a great job where, where I can love on my people, where I can pray for my friends, where I can devote my time to, to be with you guys and the things that you guys are wrestling with. And having a team that I work with that I can be like, guys, 
I need help and I need prayer right now. I'm so thankful for God providing me with a great opportunity to, to serve, to be here for, for you guys. I have so much to give thanks for. And in, in that, I cannot forget what God has done in my life. I cannot be like, God, thank you. Like, I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you away real quick because I have everything exactly where I want them. Exactly where, what, what I feel like I, I have, I, I don't need it anymore. And my desire stops pursuing God. And in ways, sometimes when we fall into that, we start putting on masks. We start hiding the stuff that's really going on inside. And we go on about like, you know, no, I'm doing great. No, 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 I don't need any prayer. I, I have it all together. It's okay. Like, no, 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 thank you. Like prayer, you can pray for, for that person, but definitely not me because I'm, I'm good. And in reality, we have fears. We struggle with, with, some, with some deep things, temptations, the desires of this world. And, I, and social media right now is just like, man, like how many likes did I get? Oh, so-and-so posted on this. Oh, did they tag me in it? But I was there. But I was there. I, I, I want to be known, too. And we focus on, on what's going on in, in our social media. And we create that environment of, like, man, if I don't get these likes, or if I don't get this, this like, thing, or if I'm not tagged in it, like, oh, man, like, ugh. Like it's, it's, I, I want to be known that, that I'm doing things, that my life is, is doing well. There's a really cool story that Maddie shared with me. I don't know if Maddie's in the, in the room right now. But this morning, as I'm looking over my notes and like kind of go, going over like my sermon, um, I heard that she had a really cool story to share, and I asked her to share with me. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got super excited. She's like, yeah, um, after like um, third service last week, me and my friend Emma, we're going to go out to Mod Pizza. But then like we decided to go to Torchy's because Torchy sounded really good. And they go to Torchy's, they, they hang out, they eat some yummy tacos, and on their way out, they needed to go get something, and then they noticed a person that was sitting there, just hung up, weeping, crying, and you know that, you know that feeling, like, oh, they're just crying, I'm just going to walk away, I'm going to not look, because they're doing their own thing. But then Maddie and Paul is just like, I feel like we need to pray. I feel like we need to go and, and pray for this person right now, in this moment. In this moment, I feel like that's what God's desire is right now. And as they're going, they're walking down. Um, Emma was like, well maybe, well, maybe we need a sign. We shouldn't just jump into it, right? And the lady like, says, hey, like, I really like your shoes. And that's it. That's the sign. Conversation started. And then they just asked her, how can we pray for you? And then she just, I, I need prayer for being sad. I feel sad right now. And they start praying for her, and they encourage her, and they lift her up. And as Maddie was saying, like, she could see, like, the joy just lift up on her face. Her eyes started, like, glittering with, like, wow, someone just prayed for me. Someone just cared to see me. Someone just cared to stop and ask, can I pray for you? And not only that, but like they, they invited her to, to come. They invited her to, to come join us in, in service. And that's so cool, guys. That's so encouraging. I absolutely love that. 
how cool would it be if, if we were going out and about and going to the stores or going to wherever we are eating and asking our fathers, like, Lord, is there anyone here that you want me to speak to? Is there anyone here that, that needs prayer, that needs some sort of encouragement, that needs a smile, a friendly hello? That can change someone's day in an instant. Because we, we like to be noticed. And when we come around and see someone that's down, I know that sometimes our first reaction is like, you know, I'm not going to do that. Mm, definitely not going to do that. But what a difference it can make when you reach out and be like, I'm going to pray for you. And whatever it may be, maybe they, they might say no, and that's okay. But sometimes they desperately need that. They desperately need for someone to come alongside them and say, can I pray for you? How, how can we serve them? Care for those in need. Care for those the way Jesus has cared for us. The way that Jesus came and served alongside us. Sometimes it feels like when we get distracted by things, that when we get distracted from the stuff that life hands us, it's hard to, to just listen to what God's desire is, and we rather go the other way, and it feels like we play tug-of-war with God. How many of you guys have played tug-of-war before? It's a fun game, right? It's a fun, fun game and have a strategy. So if you guys ever play tug-of-war again, you get your team to start doing this, and when you pull, you guys will already have some gain, but that's, that's, that's for another story. But anyways, tug-of-war, we play tug-of-war with God sometimes, where God wants us to go this way, but we so desperately want to go the other way, Whether, whatever that may be, because we feel like we, we know what's best for us. Where God is holding on to one side of the rope, and he's calling us, and he's like, no, follow me. Like, there's, there's something better down, down this way. And we're at the other end of the rope. It's like, no, but I want to go to this party. I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go hang out with my girlfriend, with my boyfriend. I, I need to go do this. Rather than, than rushing into, into things, and God's calling us to, hey, come, come. There's, there's something better this way. So where is our focus? Where is our focus sometimes? Sometimes we're focused on the seen rather than the unseen. And with Maddie's story, they could have easily like overlooked that situation. They could have easily walked by and gone their way, gone to like the next um, thing that, uh, that they were going on to and thinking in, in their minds, Someone else will take care of her. Oh, you know what? I, I don't, we don't need to get involved with any of that because it's none of my business. It's not, it's, I, I, we don't need to go do that. And asking God, Lord, help me see the way you see. Help me take that blindfold that we sometimes walk around with because we feel like we, we, we don't need to do anything and praying and asking, like, Lord, help me see what you see. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Help me in that. Help me do the things that you're asking me to do. Help me break out of that, getting out of my comfort zone. And it's not a popular thing. It's not a popular thing to go out of your way to do something 
But when you do it, it's so rewarding. It's, it's such, you feel this, this joy, like you want to do it again. You want to go out there and be like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's, let's go out and see who else I can speak truth in, who else I can pour my heart into, rather than just focusing on myself and my own needs and becoming selfish in that and becoming too good to be able to stop and take a little bit of my time away to reach out and tell like, hey, let me help you up. Let me help you up. And I'm reminded of how sometimes we want to go wherever we, we want without really thinking about, man, is this, is this really going to glorify God? Is this really glorifying God right now? Or am I just glorifying or like satisfying, satisfying my own soul right now? And the image that comes to mind is, how many guys have dogs here? Raise your hands. Oh, man, we had a lot more. First service, we, like, almost everybody raised their hand. I guess not that many dog people in here. But sometimes we, we when you go out on, on a walk with a dog, how many of those that raise their hand, how many of you guys have dogs that, that pull really hard? And it, it doesn't even feel like a walk. It feels more like you're, you're, you're getting dragged everywhere, and you're like, no, slow down, buddy, slow. No, I can't. And it's really hard because the dog is, is going out. He's, he has freedom. He sees, like, I want to go there. I want to go sniff that tree. Look at that squirrel. Look at that car. I think I can catch it. And you're over here like, no, I just want to keep you safe. And it's, it's really hard because you really want your pet to, like, understand that it's going to get hurt. Maybe there's a bigger, tougher dog out there that's going to put him in its place. Or maybe, like, he'll escape from you and, God forbid, like, a car's going to hit your dog. Or it won't listen to you and it just bolts out. And you won't be able to find him as quickly. And you can end up hurting, like, either the dog, but also, like, when, when we do those things, man, it can hurt us. It can really damage us in certain ways. So in that, I have a really cool video that I want to sh show you guys. And there's nothing Molly and Alfie like more than taking their owners for a walk. I can't take them out and exercise them properly. It's just such a trauma to do that. For them, it's fun. It must be fun. Yeah, but oh, they, they do it. Like, and we're just following them, really. But, you know, it's just something to get over and done with as fast as you can. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't know if I would enjoy that at all, like, whatsoever. And just, like, that image that, that I want to give you guys, it's like, what are those things that, like, we want to just go right into? Is it, is it a party? Is it going out and just hanging out with your friends and having like a ton of fun and doing things that shouldn't be doing? Is it, is it temptation into things that distract us away? Whether that be social media, whether that be porn, whether that be drugs, and just hanging out with the wrong crowd. We're so ready, like, I just wanna go do that because it's fun, it's good. And like, I haven't, nothing's bad's happened to me. So therefore, like, it's okay, right? Because I'm still alive, so it's good. When it's really not, it's really not. We, we end up getting hurt. 
we end up getting frustrated. We end up feeling either guilt or shame and and, and whatever that is that that you want to go to out of your own desire. And God wants us to wait. Just like those owners are trying to hold back with, with all their strength and yet the dog just wants to bolt out and run into whatever it pleases when the owner really wants to have control over them because they love them, because they care for them. That's the same way our Father is. That's the way God is with us. He cares for us so deeply, so much, so much. And his desire is for us to know that. His desire is for us to follow him. God wants us to wait. God wants us to listen and to focus on him. And sometimes we want the answers so fast. We want them right there. And it's hard. It's hard to wait, to wait patiently, to, to listen, rather than just like talking away, talking away, talking away, talking away, where God's like, okay, but, but okay, can I, do, do I need to raise my hand and, and, and I can get called on maybe? God wants us to listen. Listen to him and focus on him. He doesn't want us to rush into something. Whether we might feel like, oh, well, nothing's bad's going to happen. Nothing's going to hurt me. Because we're, we're blinded and we can't really see. When God truly wants us, like, man, there's, I want you guys to spend time with me. Pray about it. Pray about it first. Ask, ask me. See, like, I have something to say. I have something to say. But are, are we willing to take that time? Are we willing to, to just take that, that, those moments of asking God, Lord, should I go to this party? Lord, like, is, is, is something good going to come out of it? Lord, am I going to be able to share, like, you with it? Or, like, a little bit of what you've done in my life with the people that are going to be there. Lord, do, do I really need to be spending that much time on social media? Father, do, do I really need to be, like, just binge-watching all these series where I can be spending more time with you? Lord, is that... Is that something that's going to glorify you? Father, should I go and like try that, that, that new thing that, that's going out with the, oh, like I'm going to go hang out with friends and they're going to go do some stuff and should I really go do that? And just asking and see what God has to say. Because he does. He really, really, really does. God's desire is for us to listen to his voice. God, God wants to keep us safe. He wants to keep us in a good, healthy relationship with him. But if we don't have that, it's, gonna, it's tough. It's really hard. Don't be blinded by the things of this world. This world is going to seek to please itself. It's not going to be looking out for you. Oh, it, they're going to get, I'm, I'm going to, the world's going to do what the world wants to do. And we're not of this world. Our citizenship isn't here. If we received Christ into our lives and invited the Holy Spirit to come into our lives so we can be born again, to do greater things, to be representatives of Christ, the world doesn't want that. The world wants you to have lots of fun, party hard, live life to the fullest, and not care about what anybody else thinks because you're your own master. And God's like, no, follow me. Take up your cross, follow me. 
I'll lead you into greater things. And I'll give you greater things waiting for us, not temporary things, not things that will fade away, but things that are going to bring benefit and joy into each and every one of your lives, into each and every one of your relationships, into your families, into your schools, into all those places God wants to see restoration happen. And I believe that I'm seeing it right now. I want this place to be known as a city of God, as, as, a, as a student ministry that prays and reaches out and prays for each other and encourages each other with no more excuses. With no more excuses. John 10, 27 says this. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they will follow me. They will follow me. They know my voice. Do we know God's voice? Do we know his voice? Do we listen to him? Or is our voice louder? Or is is our voice telling us to do other things that won't please God? The righteousness of the kingdom of heaven works out the details in one's personal life. Let me say that again. The righteousness of the kingdom of heaven works out the details in one's personal life. Jesus is calling his followers to choose their master. Either you follow God and all the things that he has in store for you, or follow your own self-interest. Following your own self-interest and just going out and getting hit by that car like a dog out of its leash, or running and getting lost into the woods or if you translate it, into the world. God wants us. He pursues us. Even when we run away, he still chases after us. And the, verse, the verses that we read talked about three things. It talked about the moths. It talked about the rust. And it talked about Thieves. So if we could put up our moth slide. So how many of you guys have ever like gone into your pantry and found some random thing that was stored in the way corner and opened them and stuff flew out? Has, has that ever happened to 21 here? No? We oh, got one, two, no? Anyway, it's happened to me. And dude, it, it scared me. I was like, how did those get in there? This is sealed tight. But moths are little creatures that when stuff is stored away and never used and tucked away or things that like, you don't really want to bring up, you could like, translate it into like, your lives, the things that are buried inside, frustration, anxiety, depression, anger, you know, envy, or like, all those things, lust, it starts eating away inside of you. Even though you might not know it, you feel like, you're no, nothing's good. If you store those things away deep inside, it will, it will eat you up. It will destroy you. It will cause harm. Don't let those things eat away at you. Don't let those moths in your life. Don't let them come in and take that over. And the second is rust. Let's throw up our rust picture with our car. That looks bad. That looks like that's some extensive damage in there, 
And when rust sets in and you don't take care of it fast, it will start eating away more aggressively. And it will cause holes to like destroy, in this case, the vehicle. And in our lives, like what's some of the rust that, that, that we're dealing with? What are some of the things that we've, that we've become okay with? Whether that be something that we keep praying for and it's not happening, or the things that, that we keep doing, well, nothing's really affecting me right now, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and it's fine. That creates rust. And Jesus wants, wants to come in, he wants to be our sandpaper and completely buff it all away, make it new, make it whole again. And the things that are damaged, he wants to bring into restoration and he wants to make us whole again, rather than looking like this. But in this, you have that testimony. God came into my life and took all the rust away. God came in and, and took away my frustration, my, my depression, my anxiety, my fears. And giving that testimony, God took that away. Because up to us, we can't. It's really hard. And we'll give up so quickly. We'll, we'll give up so fast. And then again, if things are, are rotting away, if things are falling apart, then sneeps will start sneaking in. It's, thieves will see any opportunity. Can we throw that slide up of thieves? They'll see openings. They'll break in, and they'll come into our lives and say, like, you know what? It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Let's, let's just go. Like, let's just take everything that's in here, and we're going we're gonna to go away with everything. A thief will try to take everything away from you. All the things that, like, you worked up for, if a thief sees a weak spot in there, believe me, they'll, they'll try to get in there. Where, where are those holes in your heart or in your lives that, that, that you know, like, you need to tend to, that you need to ask God and, like, come? Come help me seal this back up. Come make, come make it secure again. And those things can be anything from bad relationships. It can be, again, things that you struggle with internally. Things that you know that you shouldn't be doing, yet you still do. What are the things that you guys deem most valuable in your life? Got some... Anyone? No? What are some things that you deem most valuable? Sam? Friendships. Your friendships? Okay. Let's get two more. Yes? Family. Your family? Man, you guys, you guys are reading my notes. <laughs> All right. One more. What's up? Yo, your beard. Yes, beards. Beards are good. So those are things that we, and they're great. They're good things. They're all great things. Like Kalen's beard, he has a nice, luscious beard. I love it. But guys, some of the things that, that we view as valuable, they're good. They're great. But we should be deeming our relationship with our, our father even more so. Taking care of that more. And then taking care of family. And then taking care of our friendships and everything. Sometimes we feel like having the latest tech or having the best um, like social life 
or having the best, like, man, I have such a great, like, I'm going to post this. I'm going to be on social media here. I want to be viewed as, like, the greatest person, smartest person in the room. But then again, that's, that's just bringing your own d- d- desires. And Jesus is calling us into something different. Jesus is calling us to change our mind from the temporary things into things that are eternal, from the things that are passing by to the things that are permanent forever that no one will be able to take away. I want to stop tugging away at God. I want to stop pursuing my own desires. And I want to listen to what God has. I want to follow him. I want to live out scripture the way that he's called me to live out scripture. Mark 8, 34 through verse 38, if we can get that on the screen. It says, and calling the crowd to him and his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whatever... For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him will the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of the Father with his holy angels. Ouch. I don't want that. I don't want to be ashamed of, of God. I don't want to be ashamed of the things that Jesus has done in my life. I want to be able to boast about it. I want to be able to proclaim his name to everyone and the things that he's done in my life. So when I get to heaven, he'll be like, this is, this is Javi. This is, this is Sam. This is Elias. This, look at the stuff that they've done. Rather than being ashamed and getting denied by the Father. It's like, I don't know you. I, don't, I have no idea. Like, wow, that really gripped my heart really gripped my heart. I don't want to be ashamed of the things that God has done in my life. But if anything, I want to boast about it, proclaim about it, share it. You guys have that opportunity. You guys have that ability. You guys have all the tools. And all he says is come and take up your cross and follow me and leave your own desires. Deny all those things and follow me. Why is it hard to do those things? Why is it hard when we can just let go and follow and pursue Jesus? What an awesome, what an awesome thing to know that our inheritance is in heaven. That's forever. It's permanent. All the things in this world will fade. Everything will go away. But his love and his relationship with us is for eternity forever. In the final statement in verse 21, Jesus goes back to the heart and he says this, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. My friends, let's stop pulling away from God. I cannot emphasize that enough. Stop pulling away. And if anything that I've learned from that is I remember when, you know, it's such a privilege being able to work here and do all these things and guys, like, Tithing for me was, was a big thing. Was, was, I struggled with that. 
I struggled with it. When God says, test me in this, it comes with a promise. Give me 10% of, of what you make. And see that I don't open the floodgates of heaven and, and come and, and give you all these things. And when I was giving God crumbs, $10 here, $5 here. Oh, I'm feeling good today. I'll give him $40. That's good. And then I had to sit back and pray. I was like, all right, Lord, what, what does that look like for me right now? What is 10% of what I make? Oh, I don't want to give that much. That's a lot. But Lord, I want to trust you. So Father, this is yours. My friends, the day I started doing that, all these blessings came into my life. One of them is, 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 is get, having a truck, I have a new truck now. The car that I used to have, the AC was bad, it was gone. I got in a car accident. And God opened this new opportunity for me to get this truck. And it's great, and it's newer, it's better, it has AC, because we need AC in Texas. But just, that, just that little thing, just letting go of that, letting go of that comfort zone. So you know what, Lord, I'm going to trust you in that. And it's so cool. So my friends, let's stop pulling away from God. I want to show you one, one last movie clip, and it's from The Mummy, and it's really, really cool. Um, there's this character where he's, you know, Benny, he's in this pyramid, and he sees all these treasures, and he starts lugging this huge bag of gold because he wants to take it with him, rather than running out and bolting out of that place, because the place is coming down, it's, it's, it's going underground, it's falling apart. So let's, let's check this out.
no, that, that gave me anxiety. <laughs> that when the wall's coming down, he's trying to escape. Oof, I, but in this movie, like, it's was a, such a great, like, imagery of, of what that is. Of sometimes we want to haul things and, like, grab all these, like, the good, all the treasure around us rather than saving our own lives. He cared more about taking a bag full of treasures and saving his own life. That treasure was worth more than his life in his mind. That money, that, this treasures that he wanted to store up was more important than saving his own life. And even in, in, in that moment where, where the other character kind of stopped and kind of wonders, like, well, can't we just, can't? and they're like, no, let's go. That's not important. Your life is worth more than any treasure. Your life is way more important than any of those things. But in this case, that treasure controlled him, and he lost his life for it because he allowed that to be his master. Guys, we cannot serve two masters. Let us not be controlled by the wrong things. We cannot serve God and, and serve uh, social media. We cannot serve God and serve the things that we desire. We cannot serve God and fall in, into the trap and temptations of this world. We cannot serve both of them. We cannot serve both of them and, and, be, and be okay. I want to invite the band up here. And as the last part of this passage, it says this, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light, is in your dar- if the light in you is dark, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for he will hate one and love the other, and he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Guys, let's, let's, let's not let that sink into our, our heads, to our minds. We may not see it all, and we live by faith, and we trust God that he's going to take care of us. Guys, let's not focus on the earthly things. God is calling us to have a vital life of service to him as our master. He has called us to lead us into greater things, to provide for our every need. He's called us to die to ourselves and to put our trust in him. We are called to imitate Jesus. Jesus wants all of our heart. Not, not a little piece, not half, all of it. His desire is for us to have an intimate relationship with him. Guys, we have response um, centers in the back. We have communion up here, communion in the back. We have our tithe and our offerings. Let's ask our Father to come into our lives. For his desire is for us to follow him. Students, let's just pray as we enter into this time of communion. Please respond as you guys feel like.